0: My guest today is Rama Prasad. Rama is the Senior Vice President of Technology and Chief Technology Officer of Copart, a business with revenues approaching $1.5 billion annually. Copart takes cars on consignment from sellers and markets them to its members, serving as a marketplace for buyers and sellers to come together. In this role, Rama oversees all of technology, all the development and maintenance, and the support and the operations of technology. Prior to joining Copart, Rama was the Senior Vice President and CIO of GoGo LLC. In this interview, we discuss the company's transformation to modernize its technology and how the company has transitioned to a mobile workforce. We discuss the implications of switching to a gig economy, why Copart keeps a closer eye on companies and other markets than those in its own industry, and Copart's partnership with Twilio. Lastly, we discuss some aspects of Copart's strategic plan, why WhatsApp is tremendously underutilized in Rama's estimation, and a variety of other topics. I wanted to share a quick message from our sponsor, Sykes. Sykes is a leading provider of multi-channel demand generation and customer engagement services, helping Global 2000 companies enhance touchpoints at every stage of the customer journey. To share some perspectives, I'll briefly turn it over to Ian Barkin, the company's chief strategy and marketing officer.
1: Customers don't want and don't deserve a new normal. They deserve and want a better normal. At Sykes, we know this because we spend over 3 billion minutes a year listening to and serving customers of the world's leading brands. And with that much listening, you can't help but know what delights, what infuriates, and what drives customer behaviors and decisions. So what is a better normal? We believe it's the delivery of a truly intelligent customer experience. The call to action has never been clearer for CIOs, CTOs, and the broader C-suite. New is not enough, and the time for tinkering has passed. The winning combination of technology, talent, and customer insight is how to create intelligent customer experiences, and a truly better normal. To read more about intelligent customer experiences, check out Sykes.com
0: forward slash ICX. Thanks, Ian. And now on to our interview. Rama Prasad, welcome to Technovation. It's great to speak with you today. Thank you. Rama, I thought we would begin with uh, your company. Uh, You you are the Chief Technology Officer and Senior Vice President of Technology at Copart. And for those uh, listeners who may be less familiar with the company, can you take a minute or two and just give a brief overview as to the business you're in?
2: The simplest way to describe Copart is we're like the eBay for salvage cars. We bring sellers and buyers together And we are a marketplace for those two key stakeholders for us to come together. And we don't own the cars. We are a middleman. We take the cars on consignment from the sellers and we market it uh, to the members. We are in 11 countries. That is, our sellers are in 11 countries. Our members are in about 150 countries. Uh, So we are global. Uh, We sell about uh, 3 million cars a year. Uh, all on the internet, all our business is online. We do have yards in 11 countries where the sellers move their cars to us because when a car comes to us, we have to go through a title change in most countries. So to do that process takes, takes a while. We do all that paperwork, all that processing. And the, when the car is ready to be auctioned, we put it on the internet, we auction it, the members bid on it, and they win the car, and we, we do the, all the, the billing and the payments, and we give most of that money to the sellers, and we keep a little bit. Excellent. Okay.
0: And talk a bit about your purview as a CTO, Chief Technology Officer, and Senior Vice President of Technology. What, what does your role entail?
2: You know, all of the technology, um, we are a technology company. You know, although we are an auction company, you know, pretty much everything that we do is based on technology. And uh, I oversee all of the technology, all the development, the maintenance, the support and uh, the operation of of the technology. In addition to the technology, I also oversee one of our newer businesses. And uh, it's a business that we run out of New York. It's a smaller business. Um, It's still in its infancy. And I'm overseeing it because uh, it needs a lot of attention from a technology point of view right now. In probably another year or two, I'll probably hand it over to you know, one of the other um, uh, colleagues, other SVPs that we have over here. But for now, I'm overseeing that business also.
0: Understood. And I know that you, so you've you been in role for uh, the past six years, roughly, and you uh, have been in the throes more recently of a significant transformation. Talk a bit about what that has entailed um, in, and the way in which you have organized that.
2: Yeah. Um, I joined the company a little over six years back. And when I joined the company, the technology team and the technology uh, was uh, probably uh, kind of old-fashioned. It was all based on a mainframe technology. And uh, you know, it, prior to that, for the last uh, probably for a few, about 10, 10 years, 10 to 15 years prior to my joining, the company was interested in upgrading the technology. And there were at least one or two attempts, but they didn't work out very well. So we looked at the technology and uh, you know, the approach that I have taken over the last few years is to understand the business more and really develop technology from the ground up to suit the business to develop technology that is customized uh, for the and built for our business uh, salvage business is not huge you know companies like oracle or they or others they don't build technology to be sold to the salvage company they, they build technology to to work in retail or you know for pharma or other businesses but for the salvage industry there isn't any so we have started building it from the ground up and uh, you know it has worked out extremely well um, i would say we are probably 80 to 90% done in uh, in the our fiscal year starts from august 1st and ends in end of july so this will be probably be our um, final uh, transformation here. I mean, transformation is an ongoing business. You know, he, once you are done with one, you start all over again. <laughs> so, uh, there are actually already some components that we developed, you know, three to four years back that uh, we changed our mind. We said that, that was a great idea in 2016. Uh, but no, now, looking at where we are, uh, in, especially in today's world, uh, things, uh, technology is changing so fast. And uh, that is the reason why. We are revamping some of the technology that we built about three years back. Uh, but overall, the transformation process is going uh, very well, extremely well. And uh, you know, we will have, I would say in another year, maybe 15 months, we will have um, every line of code that is in production would have been developed in the last five years. Mm-hmm. Every single line of code would have been revamped. And we will be turning the switch, turning the switch off on an old uh, IBM, you know, AS four hundred. That's incredible. So we, yeah, we we won't need that anymore. I'm actually eagerly waiting for that day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm eagerly waiting for that day uh, because uh, I, uh, you know, it's been a long journey, uh, but a very very satisfying journey. And when we do that, our cost structure will be very different from what it used to be. Yeah, very, very, uh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, please. Uh, no, it, because uh, we built uh, most of this on a distributed architecture, um, uh, using quite a bit of open source technologies, and uh, the rest of it is all homegrown code. You know, code which uh, generally we keep it simple. Our stack, we have a standard, uh, you know, uh, stack, and we try to stick to our standard architecture standards and uh, you know uh, that has worked it gave us a lot of fungibility within the com- within the company we have a total of about 700 people and uh, you know while uh, we don't move too many people because in addition to the technology you got to learn the business you got to learn the business process so if you are assigned to say to work on member you know uh, that is buyers they generally stick to that we got about you know, thirty to thirty-five people working in the in on the buyer side, and uh, we don't change them at all. You know, we may add one or two people, and uh, but when you add only two or three people to a thirty-five member team, they learn very fast because they learn from <laughs> thirty other people over there. That's interesting. So there's a lot of continuity, and uh, the continuity has helped us a lot. So.
0: Wonderful. And you talked a bit about how. I know in our last conversation, Arama, you talked about how had this, uh, the current pandemic and the economic uh, uh, issues that have arisen, had they happened even five years ago, your yeah. organization would have been in a very different place that in many cases, not that you were anticipating this, of course, who could have, but yeah. uh, it's the the work that you and your team have done that have, have really led to the resilience of the business. Uh, can you talk a bit about that, please?
2: Yeah, uh, definitely. I think if if this happened a few years back, we would have been in really bad trouble um, not that we, we, anybody was looking forward to this pandemic, but, uh, you know, I think in general, the world is more ready for it now than ever before. Uh, thanks to some of the technologies, you know, mobile technologies, um, you know, in our company right now, if you have your laptop and you have the headset that I'm you know, using right now and you have internet, you're pretty much in business anywhere in the world. So we have people working all over the country right now, and uh, you know f- certainly many people from their home nearby. Uh, but we, they haven't been in the office in you uh, know four or five months. But they're fully effective because um, you know once you all our applications can be used from anywhere. So we are actually uh, encouraging our business partners to move to a, a process and a a, and a culture where they hire the a new employee they train them very hard for 2 weeks or 3 weeks and then they t- tell them to go home and just log in from home you know if they have a quiet area a, a, a nice quiet room in the house they have a headset they can start taking calls and doing everything that they can from the office that is what we are encouraging and we'll get to that and um, it'll take it is taking a little longer just culturally and uh, the technology is already there but culturally some managers have difficulty Um, you know, not seeing their people in the office. Uh, But uh, um, we are very happy that uh, our technology is ready. You know, for the IT team, for the technology team, you know, working from anywhere um, is almost second nature. You know, they have always done that. They haven't done that for eight hours or 10 hours a day, but they did for two or three hours every day. Uh, now they're just doing it, you know, much longer for the whole day. Yeah. But for the business people, this is a new thing. But they're adapting very fast. They are adapting very fast, and this is giving opening up a lot of new um, business models and uh, new organizational models. So there is uh, in the small business that I run out of New York. Uh, there, um, you know, we had a, we have about seventy people who used to come to the office every day. Now uh, they are working from home. And all the new hiring, we are not doing that in New York at all. We are doing that anywhere in the country. And it is also um, switching uh, to a gig economy. A lot of the people that we are hiring don't want to work for eight hours a day. They want to work for four hours a day. And we're saying, yeah, that works for us. If it works for you, it works for us. Just tell us what hours you prefer and we'll try to accommodate that. So you're changing into a gig economy. And uh, it's really... um, Giving us a actually a really nice competitive edge, at least for now. Now, you know how long will that competitive edge be? We do not know. I'm sure uh, other companies will also figure this one out sooner or later. But uh, we want to take full advantage of that uh, right now.
0: Yeah. To talk a bit about, uh, as you mentioned earlier, yours is a, a digital business, which is also advantageous during these times when it can be tricky to do transactions in person or in cash or yeah. these sorts of things. The fact that your business largely lives, uh, or at least at the transactional level, um, through, uh, through digital means is certainly advantageous. Can you talk a bit about how you, you and your team get involved in the product itself?
2: Yeah, we, um, we have people that we call product managers within the technology team. So the technology team incorporates everything from you know the concept of the product to the testing of, of that. And then we work very closely with our business partners. Um, when we are in a room with our business partners, whether they are on the sales side or marketing side or operation side... Sometimes you cannot tell the difference between who is a technology guy and who is not a technology person. We talk business, we understand that in, in, in uh, very deeply, and then we try to um, you know design the product. And, but we work very closely with our business partners, with the business stakeholders. So um, you know we definitely believe a, a lot in the in the concept of uh, you know spending quite a bit of time you know measure measure twice and cut once. Um, And uh, as soon uh, once we do have the strategy figured out, that is when we try to start running fast. But until then, we try to spend a lot of time in discussions, and in some research, you know, studying the competition. In many cases, we don't study just the companies in our industry. We study a lot of the companies that are in other industries. Um, and see what we can learn from them. You know, uh, we study the Uber model quite a bit, and we see what uh, you know other companies are doing. You know, Google or any companies like that, uh, Amazon. You know, when it comes to payments and all that, we are big admirers of of Amazon. So we studied that a lot, and we say, you know, if it is that easy on Amazon, why can't it be easy for our customers, our people? So that is where we draw the bar, and we are definitely the the leaders in the industry. Um, so we really don't spend a lot of time, you know, um, keeping an eye on, uh, on our competition. Um, but uh, we feel like there is still quite a bit to learn from companies in other markets, uh, especially companies like Uber and Amazon and, uh, and others. There's a lot to learn from those guys. So That's what we do. Once we have a good idea of the product, that is when we start running and we run pretty fast after that.
0: Yeah, makes sense. You started to talk about some of the, you know, digital native legends that uh, that that you partner with. I know there are others beyond that actually. You developed kind of an ecosystem uh, uh around you of of other uh tech-first organizations, whether it's Twilio, Zoom, Slack, uh WhatsApp. Talk a bit about the way in which you have coalesce to this ecosystem of partners uh, around you uh, to to benefit the organization?
2: Yeah, one of our key words is unmatched user experience. So in order to provide an unmatched user experience, you have to be very integrated. The solutions you provide have to be integrated. You may have 10 technologies that you're bringing together, but the user shouldn't care. They should not know that. So that is the reason why we prefer companies like Twilio, which are API first. And uh, you know, um, over, a, over a short uh, six-month period, they have become uh, an important uh, partner for us. And uh, we have become uh, maybe, uh, one of their key customers. Uh, they talk about us all the time. They have a, a meeting that they call Signal every year. And they want to showcase us in their, in their next meeting because we have taken their APIs and totally built that into our system. So, uh, you know, any, most of our applications right now, they run on a laptop. And if you have a headset, you plug it in and you're pretty much in business, you know, from within the, within the application, you can say send an email, send a text message. Or make a phone call, or receive a phone call. You can do all those things. They're all built in into our na- native application, and the application could be whatever we, uh, our business requires. And uh, so Twilio is a, is a one example. We have a few other partners like that uh, with WhatsApp. You know, we are developing those partnerships, uh, and we are going through Twilio for WhatsApp because it's um yeah. and sometimes much easier to work with the Twilio than to work with the Facebook directly. <laughs> very, very interesting. Um, talk a little
0: bit about some of the, uh, as you look forward to the future, what what are some of the things that you and the team have on your roadmap? Where, where are you focused and what are some aspects of your current strategic plan?
2: Uh, I mean, right now, we are integrating our reporting into this quite a bit. See, traditionally, we have always looked at uh, reporting as an add-on. And we are trying to make it much more integrated into the biz- into the b- business process. So um, the moment uh, you know, you know it, traditionally, if you look at uh, systems that were developed five years back or ten years back, you know, they, uh, people collected um, all the data in a data warehouse at the end of the day. You know, at midnight the ETL process would start, and then you know it would report by the morning. So a lot of our reports by you know by two o'clock or three o'clock in the morning they're already. They tell you about what happened yesterday so what we are realizing is uh, that is not good enough Um, what we want to know is uh, what is going to happen in the next one hour so we want to look at the trends you know if the volume is picking up by nine o'clock you know we want to give a heads up to the to the general manager to say you only have five people taking the calls and the call volume is building up, or you have 50 people taking the calls, you probably need another 10 people. So we want to give a heads up. And that is what we're building right now. And it is built in into the application. And uh, um, we call it uh, quick looks, with, with the with an EGI application. It's almost a, a new dimension to every business process that we currently have, which says, you know, here is the forecast. Here is the trend. Here is the trend forecast for the next two hours or for the next one day. And uh, that I think is going to be very exciting. It'll take our business process to a different level.
0: That's wonderful. In a similar vein, as you look to the future, say two or three years out, are there technologies or trends uh, that we've not already mentioned that particularly excite you that are on your roadmap
2: there? I think actually WhatsApp is highly underutilized right now. I think uh, WhatsApp is going to be great. Um, see, when we went um, from long ago from SMS, simple you know, uh, simple messaging to text messaging, we took one level. But when you go to WhatsApp, it adds a whole new dimension to that, because if uh, you and it, what it does is it adds context to the discussion. See, if there is one telephone number that our system is text is sending messages to. You know, the message that we sent on Monday, you know, has no connection to the message that we're sending on Tuesday. There is probably, um, and we don't want to confuse them. Because we are talking about two different subjects, so with WhatsApp you can contextualize the the communication. You can say, and it, it, and it will be a thread. You know, Monday's thread will be totally different from a new thread that we start on Tuesday. And that may be talking about car number one. This may be talking about car number two. If you are buying two different cars, and it will it can be or a third one could be something about a payment. and a a refund, you know, you can talk about all those things. So um, WhatsApp really will bring that. I feel like we, uh, as of now, we have used about 1% of those capabilities. When you look at across the board, across all of our business processes, you know, using um, uh, WhatsApp um, is is going to be very exciting. Uh, It'll probably take another year. By the time we go from you know, one end of the, the business to the other end maybe even longer maybe 18 months or so um, but we're going after some really juicy options in the first um, they will pay off uh, like the ROI and some of these things will be <laughs> uh, if not hours you know at most days you can mm-hmm. measure that in, in days you'll get it back so.
0: That's wonderful. Gosh. Well, Rama Rama Prasad, thank you so much for sharing your insights, talking a bit about your journey, uh, this very interesting um, set of months during this year and the way in which which your team has fostered not only resilience, but sources of innovation. Uh, It's been a great conversation.
2: I enjoyed it very much. Thank you. Thank you, Peter.
0: Thanks for tuning in. Please join me on Monday when my guest will be Saul Van Burden, the head of technology for Wells Fargo.